0: this podcast contains explicit content hardly focused presents, presents big beautiful butt cheeks the balance beam
1: you are listening to the ak and jack show the ak and jack show the ak and jack show the
0: Welcome to the Ack and Jack show, Chris Hackiardi and Jack Gale, you can get us at ackandjack.com That is a-c-c-and-jack.com Ack, how are you now? Oh, not so bad Wait, ah, I skipped a line (laughs) That's my line! (laughs) I forgive you, Ack, it's okay, it's alright, we haven't done this in a while Yeah We're rusty uh well same not so bad um i am a cat father now hooray i've truly ne- the greatest joy in life yeah i've never uh, i've lived with cats you know if you remember if you, you listened to this podcast at uh, any point mm-hmm. in the last decade i i lived in an apartment with two cats uh one was a jerk the other was an absolute sweetheart but she was afraid of her own shadow uh I can confirm both of them are still around too. They're both old. They're they're in mid to high double digits, but they're both still around, which is for me comforting to know. Mm-hmm. Uh but last week I adopted two kittens. They're both 3 months old. Uh they are freaks because they have extra toes. Who among us isn't a freak? Uh that's See I think like people off put by that right like they they go to the they go to the pet store or or the shelter or whatever and they see a, an animal that has like a deformity and they're told hey this animal has a deformity in this case these these kittens have extra toes and they're probably in all honesty turned off by that and, and they think oh uh, no not for me so yeah and it's a shame you know I think it's perfectly lovable. Yeah. Yeah, I I have no issues with them. I mean, they could have issues when they get older, but that is a um, for me, I think that's a bridge that will be crossed when I get to it. And right now, that's
1: a problem for tomorrow. You
0: (laughs) and if you know anything about me, I like to just put things off and never do them. Like all the work I need to do around the house All of the painting I need to do for example uh, That I'm sure will get done Never
1: So, See I like to Justify it by saying the only guy Who's a bigger asshole than current Me is future me So any extra work I put on him He probably has coming
0: <laughs> I like the way Snub thinks I mean you think <laughs> uh, What is that shirt you're wearing by the way this is a Mass Effect N7 t-shirt. Nice. Uh, I'm going to assume you've played the re-release, the remake.
1: I actually have not yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we have it. Um, I've been nervous to try it on my own computer. Uh, my laptop is getting old and filled with cobwebs, and it screams with a, the voice of a human child whenever <laughs> I turn it on. So, uh, I'm hesitant to try it, and uh, I haven't tried it on Stephanie's much better computer yet. Um, I'm thinking I might just, at some point in the near future, splurge and get myself a, a new gaming rig. Yeah. But It's we'll on the consoles. I I feel like when I play the Mass Effect Remaster Trilogy, I want it to be like on the highest specs and you know go all out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's on the consoles. It's on the... Uh yeah true. Things. I don't aside from the switch, I don't have any of the current gen consoles no true yeah well, I mean, I have the p s five and I've been using my p s three like daily mm-hmm. for the last several months now uh, I don't know I just like I don't know if like the p s three is now retro. I just like playing my p s three i mean there's there's very good games on there's also very good games on p s five I'm playing that new ratchet and Clank, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's just big. There's so much to do in it. It's, I, it's overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of games these days.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a part of why I so often go back to, you know, the old faithfuls of mass effect and dragon age and Skyrim and oblivion like there's something comforting. Like you look at a brand new game where you don't know what's going to happen. And there's almost a sense of anxiety there of what if I fuck up? What if I spend 40 hours playing it and then realize my character is, is an idiot and I did all the wrong (laughs) things. I want to play a game where I can basically sleepwalk through it. Sometimes you just want that comforting feeling of a a bathrobe you've been wearing for 30 straight years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I that's why I'm playing Fallout 3 again on the mm-hmm. on the PS3. Uh, I could play it on anything. I'm choosing to play it on the PS3. But um it, because it's it's like comfort food, right? Like Yeah. I will play whatever Bethesda puts out whenever they put it out, you know. Yeah, s- like I'll play Starfield when it finally comes out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll take time out of work for Starfield. <laughs> but uh I will be like hey this is this is a fantastic game as Bethesda rarely falters in that department, uh, and then I will go back to Fallout Three, which came out in uh, two thousand eight. <laughs> uh. So, uh, well, I, I could never get into the Mass Effect series. I've tried. I've tried so many times. I bought the, uh, the trilogy like on uh, Xbox three sixty and like was trying to play a first one and I'm just like, I can't get into this. And it sucks because I know so many people yourself included who love this game. And I just can't do it. Yeah, I do sympathize. And I think if you
1: are still interested, picking up the legendary edition could work for Hmm. you because the first game as it originally was released is rough. Like, I really love it. The story elements are fantastic. You know, there's a lot of really, really cool sci-fi exploration in there. You know, if you're a Star Trek fan, there's a lot to love. But the first game, just on a gameplay level, was absolutely very rough compared to the second and third games. So in the Legendary Edition, the second and third games are basically just polished graphically, but everything else is play is exactly the same as they did the first time around with mass effect one, they actually made significant changes to the gameplay itself good because they knew it just didn't hold up very well by modern standards. So, uh, I definitely sympathize if you play the first game and go, this is, this is too difficult. This is, and I don't mean like difficult as in it's hard. I mean, difficult in, in, it's just not intuitive.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like it takes away from the fun. You know, even if I was yeah. trying to get, like, immersed in the story, it just it wasn't happening uh, yeah. for me. Uh, it, it sounds very similar to the Mafia series. Uh, there's three Mafia games, and those got the re-release treatment. The third one's only a few years old, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, all three of them were recently re-released, but the first one was it remade from the ground up. Uh, pretty much a, a next gen game when it came out and I played through that. And, uh, uh, I played the first one to like the original when it came out. And that is, it it was like night and day. Right. Uh, everything, like everything was the story and everything was exactly as I remembered it, but like going back and looking at gameplay videos from the the PlayStation two version from, Oh, I think like 2002 when it came out. Ah uh, (laughs) that's what i say oh and then um what's his face from grand theft auto 4 plays a minor character uh roman the guy that plays roman is in it (laughs) no matter what that guy sounds like roman oh yeah (laughs) he's just he is always he is always going to be roman this is you for the rest of your life (laughs) uh so i wanted to uh mean, this this is gonna be on a bit of a, a morbid note and i apologize in advance but i wanted to pick your brain on um musicians that you like that all of a sudden or not so all of a sudden passed away uh and i and i bring that up because a band that uh I really, really like, and actually, this show features music by them uh, in several of our music beds. A band called Hum. They were a one-hit wonder in the uh, mid nineteen nineties, but they were pioneers of a genre called space rock. Um, they 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 had a song called "Stars." It was all over MTV and all over the ro- alt rock radio, and you, you can even still hear it on the radio today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the drummer unexpectedly passed away uh yesterday or today and um that was a shock to read because the the band has largely been intact uh throughout its its entire existence uh they actually just put an album out last year for the first time in over two decades wow Um, and it was fantastic it was like they hadn't missed a beat and it was also uh a bit of a shining light in an otherwise dark year because this was like just a couple months into the pandemic when everything was terrible mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden hum is just like oh hey surprise here's our first new album since 1998 so um <laughs> and it was and it was it was great and this and this drummer Brian St. Pierre played on it uh and then uh today the bands sadly announced that he he passed away unexpectedly so that's been on you know my mind all day and it was it was bring me back to uh uh You know, the day I, the morning I woke up and Chris Cornell had had died reading that news. Um, And then a couple of years later, uh, I don't know if you've listened to that, Mac. They'd actually, I think, be up your alley. A band called Frightened Rabbit. No, I'm not familiar with them. They're from Scotland. uh, But the the front man, uh, sadly, took his own life in 2018, uh, Scott Hutchinson. Uh, And it was one of those things where if uh, you, you listen to the band and you listen to the lyrics... The writing was on the wall the whole time
1: yeah i was gonna say it's unfortunately not that uncommon i think there's a great deal of correlation between uh brilliance and likelihood to kill yourself yeah
0: i mean you could hear it and i mean Soundgarden was in the uh and i'll disclaimer uh there there's no confirmation that the drummer from hum uh took his own life uh i'm just i'm just the other two musicians i'm i'm referencing did mm-hmm. just just by happenstance but uh uh yeah the, like soundgarden part of the grunge movement where all of those songs were just dark and depressing um mm-hmm. but then uh scott hutchinson's music in frightened rabbit was like there's a song called uh floating in the firth which is a river in in, in scotland near glasgow mm-hmm. and uh that is exactly how he took his life so like he oh. he, he more or less. In my opinion, announced in his music, I'm going to do this, and this is how I'm going to do it. And and, and right. people, once it happened, people were like, "Oh, huh? yeah, no kidding." So, uh, so I want to, you know, pick your brain, act on, you know, musicians that passed that, uh, that I guess took you by surprise, or maybe not by surprise, if if you knew that they were ill. Uh, but where the news still sucked and uh, messed with you,
1: yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'm not as much of a music aficionado as you. Um, the the first one that leapt to mind, and I'm gonna out myself as a terrible fan here by being uncertain if I even remembering the right name. the The guy from Stone Temple Pilots, um, Scott. Yes, Scott Weiland. Scott Wayland. Yeah. Um, I remember that was, you know, I, I really liked them. That one surprised me. Um, I, other other musicians that I actively listen to, I, I guess the the ones that I can think of who died, it wasn't so much a surprise. Like um, Gord Downey of Tragically mm-hmm. Hip died of uh, brain cancer, but he he had announced like a good two years ahead of his death that he had a very bad form of cancer. Um, so they knew going into it, like their final album was like their final album with Gord Downey. Yeah. Uh, their final tour was their final tour with like, this was all, you know, so, so it wasn't sudden when it happened.
0: Right. And um, I, I gotta say, I mean, he went through hell to prolong his life. But you mm-hmm. lived, you said two years. He lived for a long time with yeah. brain cancer and was able to accomplish a lot in that time. Um yeah. and that, that final that, that last night when you know they live streamed that last show, it was on like everything mm-hmm. and holy shit, what a note to go out on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh I mean the other musician who I listened to who who has since passed it was David Bowie. But again, he had a he had decades long illustrious career so i think it can't really be said it was sudden in his case
0: right and he you know? i think he no one knew he had cancer until the day either the day he died or like the day before he died because he died either the day of or the day before he released his last album which was black yeah. star and it yep. was it was him basically saying like hey i'm sick i'm dying this is me saying goodbye yeah but you wouldn't know like because he wasn't public about it right
1: uh-huh. yeah but still it, like just when i think of sudden i think of like With respect to the Bowie estate, you know, young and in their prime, whereas David Bowie was clearly uh, most well known for his work back in like the 80s and 90s.
0: Yeah. So I know you're a big Tragically Hip fan, and unfortunately, I got into Mm -hmm. them too late. Uh, I knew only of them because of, uh, well, you, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) by proxy, your father, but also uh, the band City and Color, because Gord did a uh, uh, collaboration with them. And uh, it wasn't until they you know now who was sick and he was dying I'm like all right i'm finally gonna check these guys out and then i'm like of course i'm getting into them when like i'm never gonna have the chance to see them uh right and that you know uh you the likelihood of hearing new music from them is now diminishing um but you know that they, they had you know well like two or three decades worth of music that you could comb through because they were regularly putting stuff out
1: oh yeah they were they released like an album a year between like 89 and yeah 2015 you
0: know did you uh see that performance from the juno awards uh, a couple weeks ago that they did no i didn't yeah it's the first time that they have performed since gord died since that last show in uh kingston and uh feist uh leslie feist uh, performed with them she she did uh, she took Gord's place for that one and I, I'm i blanking wow. on which song they performed but it was it was good enough that I'm totally down for like a future collaboration between the two of them I think they said that oh, yeah. that, that was a one and done thing um, under the circumstances because I think they, they were whatever like the Canadian equivalent of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is or whatever like yeah. they, they won like a lifetime achievement award or something um, so it was like a special enough occasion for them to say, like, hey, we'll we'll do this one performance. But like it, it like it, I'm totally down for them just doing more collaborations because she is yeah. obviously you can't replace Gord, but if someone's gonna, you know, take up the mantle, it's like this I say the same thing about all the times that quote unquote Nirvana has reunited and mm-hmm. the guy from Deer Tick uh playing frontman. Like that is a collaboration I would pay uh Ample amounts of money to be present for in a live setting. Right. So, um, mm. yeah, it, with, with those guys like Bowie and, and, uh, and Gord, you know, you had some lead time. Well, not well, yeah. Bowie. No, you didn't have lead time. Cause he, you know, he, like, Hey, I have cancer. Also, not, well, I'm dead. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but he was like 60 in the sixties. If not in his seventies. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exa- it's same with like Prince, you know, like there, there's it, at a certain age, Like, if you find out a musician dies, you're kind of just like, well, they they made it a long time. Yeah, (laughs) uh, they they lived. Given how many do die very tragically and very young, that when you find out a musician in their 60s or 70s died, you're like, well, can't ask for much more than that.
0: Yeah, it's like if McCartney goes like tomorrow, then like, oh, well, the guy's 79 or whatever a mm-hmm. you know, long career it's you can't really be broken up at that point the way i see it is if you make it to 75 then like instead of being sad just celebrate at that point like yeah. you've, you've lived a life um yeah once you hit that that stage uh when you mentioned scott wound that one for me it was a shock but it, at the same time it wasn't because he had a very storied uh history with drug abuse Mm-hmm. and uh, was actually kicked out of Stone Temple Pilots because of it. Um, the, 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 more, the bigger shock for me was when Chester Bennington passed away, because he was also not only in A Park, but then Stone Temple Pilots as well for a few years. Uh, and Stone Temple Pilots, I guess, you know, if you enjoy living, don't be the front man in Stone Temple Pilots. I'm really, <laughs> yeah. Because uh. they're on their third vocals right now, and the guy's very good, and they've put a couple albums out with him in the last uh, few years, Jeff Gutt. But at the same time, yeah, I'm just like, I'm almost sort of expecting him, something horrible, to happen to him at this point. It sounds yeah, terrible. We're going but like, full
1: spinal tap right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just like you're two for three right now. Like, come on. Take some, uh, that, that this guy better have a really good life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Like I said, just it was, uh, it was a shock to hear that Brian St. Pair, the drummer from Hum, had, uh, passed away. Uh, but also, you know, you have a, uh, they, they have a whole discography that can be celebrated. And, you know, with them putting, surprise releasing an album last year after being dormant for so long, you at least get one final. Uh, you know, one final batch of music from him. So peace to him and his family.
1: I did think of one other. The, uh, I don't know if you were aware of the conspiracy theories that uh, Sid Barrett, the former frontman of Pink Floyd, mm. was working on a magnum opus while, you know, in the middle of, or, you know, locked in a basement under <laughs> severe mental health <laughs> yeah. issues. Yeah. A lot of people were suspecting that he would one day you know suddenly come out of seclusion and release some amazing masterpiece the greatest piece of music anyone's ever seen and then that did not happen he just died
0: yeah yeah uh brian wilson who actually i'm surprised is still alive uh sort of the same deal uh he he likes sid barrett but in his own way because he also pretty much went absolutely psychotic trying to put out like the greatest Music anyone had ever heard with the hmm. Beach Boys and, and their album Smile, which I think like it exist it, it exists in various forms now, but it's like you know cobbled together from various demos. There's there's no official yeah. release of it. They instead put out a very watered down version called uh, Smiley Smile, which was, uh, I, I guess, just crap. I guess that's the best yeah. way to put it. It's like if you're you spend you spend all this time. Trying to record the greatest piece of, of music that anyone has ever heard at the time because it was the late '60s, uh, and it falls apart. So then you just get your mates and say, "Hey, we need to put an album out because we have a you know contractual obligation to do so." So they they whip something up in literally two days and release it. Like right, <laughs> that's, I think that's actually what happened. So, mm-hmm. um, so there you go. Uh, shifting gears, we go from uh, somber to psychotic because. Uh, <laughs> He who continues to exist continues to exist. Uh, he who shall not be retweeted, yeah, uh, or or reblogged even, because that mm-hmm. uh, that didn't last too long, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, mm-hmm. from the desk of Donald J. Trump. I I, I would love because I don't think the numbers are out there. I would love to know. Like what the what the number of followers, what the fan base was for that, it, it it has to be like a sliver of what he had on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's it was very poor. It was not a good showing. Yeah, it, I I would also imagine that Twitter seems to be very accessible for not only idiots but the elderly, and those are the two uh you know the the two types of people that Donald Trump caters to. So, mm-hmm. Twitter very easy to access in that regard. A-, a blog on his website probably not as easy to navigate and reach. No, exactly. It's it's very clear that
1: social media allowed Trump to have an outsized influence. Yeah.
0: Uh, that he otherwise would not have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and again, it only took a near insurrection on in the U.S. Capitol for you know, these privately owned companies to step in and say, Hey, you know what? We actually do have the power to shut things down. So. Right. Yeah.
1: Turns out we could have done this all along. Oops.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Trump had his first post election loss rally in Ohio this past weekend. And BuzzFeed news had a really good article about it where they were actually talking to individuals who were there and, Good Lord in heaven, is this just terrifying? hmm Just the amount of people, A, the amount of people that showed up, uh, it was called the Save America Rally in Loring County, in Wellington, Ohio, at the Loring County Fairgrounds. The amount of people that showed up and the amount of people who uh, not only are, not only continue to be staunch supporters of him, but also are of the mind that he won the election and that he is going to win again sometime between tomorrow and 2024. Right. <laughs> and Or that he will take office again sometime between tomorrow and 2024, because they are also of that belief. Right, yeah, he won, and the grand
1: uh, restoration of him into the office of the presidency is underway. And every time that they predict a date and that date turns out not to be true, Uh, manages to not deter them at all.
0: Right. They just have another date lined up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, You know, it
1: is funny. I I did see that um, they put a ban on uh, Q-themed merchandise at this Trump rally, which is a surprising move to me because I truly believe the overlap between people willing to go to a Trump rally in 2021 and qAnon believers is has to be 100%. Yeah. Right? Who who else could be out there wanting to go to a Trump rally who isn't an
0: ardent qAnon supporter and it, believer. It, it, it's interesting that you say that because I just did a quick control F on this BuzzFeed news article and not once is qAnon mentioned. Hmm. So right. Yeah. So uh the the if there was if QAnon, if the followers of QAnon were there, they were at least keeping quiet on that front uh, in, yeah. in, you know, revealing themselves. But at the same time, if you both believe that Trump won the election and also believe that he's going to win in 2024 and also believe that he could take office and, and, and usurp the role of president any time between... Now and then, you might as well just outright say you subscribe to QAnon's beliefs. You might as well yeah. also say that you're a Nazi and that Hitler did nothing wrong. Because I really equate, I, I seriously, and you, you, you can throw all the fire and brimstone you want at me. I seriously say and believe that those who believe in Trump, believe in QAnon, who believe everything I just went over, they're neo-Nazis. Oh, yeah. You might as well just be yeah. a neo Nazi. Absolutely. Uh yeah.
1: And you know, I it, it 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 does signal dark days that, you know, so much of the of the Republican Party still seems to be enthralled by Trump. Right? We um Pelosi just announced that, you know, the attempts at the bipartisan january 6th investigative committee fell through obviously so now the democrats have said they're just going to do it on their own uh if you'd like to join us you are more than welcome but if you don't we're going to do it anyway um two republican congress people uh one of whom was the recently uh chastised liz cheney Mm -hmm. um exactly two Republicans announced they're going to help the Democrats. Every single other Republican is refusing to do so. Uh, House Minority Leader McCarthy has said that uh, any Republicans who aid in this investigation will be stripped of all of their committee seats. Oh, Jesus. Like, basically, the official legal party line of the Republicans are: is Trump did nothing wrong. Don't think about it, don't look at it too much. just just let us be let Trump continue to do whatever the hell he wants. He must not be allowed to face any consequences. It's just
0: it's wild. right. Uh, not to mention that right now the Trump was it the Trump organization is is actual business mm-hmm. uh, is now uh, under fire for tax fraud. Yeah, <laughs> a decade Which- and a half of tax fraud.
1: You know, I think the man deserves to to spend a, the rest of his life in prison for many worse things. But if he just gets his business taken away for being a giant fucking crime wrapped up in a tall building, that would be OK.
0: I would I would be happy with that. Just force the man into bankruptcy, like, yeah. like not the bankruptcy that he's filed for several times in his life, like seriously, literally no money to his name needs to now mooch off the taxpayers of America by going on welfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, boy, boy, would that be great, but unlikely in his lifetime. You, right, you, you, exactly. You would have to hope that his beneficiaries suffer, like yeah. uh, his kids. Right.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's very rare that someone that rich and powerful faces consequences when they do something wrong. I mean, one of the only times I can think
0: of is Bill Cosby going to... ooh. <laughs> man what a weird day yesterday was y- you got yeah you got cosby who the got, right side of your mouth says i want chocolate jello pudding pops and the left side says no i want vanilla jello pudding pops you can have both see here's the problem you say his name and it's like you know staring at a mirror and saying bloody mary three times in a row when you say y- you summon him by simply saying the name cosby dinner's just been served And the kid will stare at the plate and ask, what's for dessert? And you answer, Jell-O pudding. And suddenly, your child loves broccoli? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) What a weird day. Yeah. He he gets out of prison. Uh, The Smallville chick, the sex cult associate, only gets three years. Hmm. Granted, the guy who was actually running the sex cult got like 120. I actually forgot all about that. I Total did. Kind of I, I did too. Until they said, "Like, hey, Elsa Mack is being sentenced today," and then I was interested long enough just to hear how long it was. And then three years doesn't matter. Just like you know, her Cosby, no work to be had for these people. Yeah. like Even even
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, they're they're vilified. Yeah. They're they're they have no careers. Uh, for her, I mean, she's young. She's I think you know not even forty yet. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, in, in in woman years, that's pretty old. <laughs> she you know i now i never watched Smallville. I, I didn't even know she was on smallville until this whole thing happened but i look at pictures of her and her character from smallville and i think well she's cute she her, her whole head is the shape of a box but she's cute and then you see recent pictures of her ever since this whole thing went down with the sex cult and uh she looks like she aged 10 years in the course of three or four, however long this thing has been going on for. Well, geez, it's almost like joining
1: cults is not very good for your mental or physical (laughs) health.
0: (laughs) She had, cause we talked about it on the, on the show back in the the talk radio meltdown days. We talked about her getting busted and, and Keith Raniere getting, getting busted and that whole thing coming to light. Cause you know, talk about shocking news. um, You know, it was was shocked to hear that, uh, you know, this Hollywood actress, you know, a, a ringleader in this Nexium cult and trying to get other actresses to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had posted a, because we played the audio, she had posted a video on her Twitter, like two days before the, uh, the thing happened. And she was doing a Q&A, answering fan questions and like one of the first questions asked is like what do you want to be remembered for and she was just like talking about her accomplishments in life and she wants to be remembered for being a good person and a charitable person and like the next day the news came out that she was the ringleader in a sex cult like yeah bitch people are gonna remember you oh are Mm. they going to remember you so um uh, yeah, just going back to the Trump thing here, real quick, before we wrap up. Um, yeah, it's just it's sad that there are people out there that uh, hold on to these beliefs, and that they will will um, that they will humor the man by attending his rallies. Uh, even just the pictures that this article, this BuzzFeed News article, has of the people wearing the Trump One shirts, uh, mm-hmm. or oh, here's my favorite, "Fuck Joe in the hoe. Or, oh, that's, yeah, delightful. Yeah, Biden sucks, Kamala swallows. And these people are just, like, freely wearing these. Uh, oh, these
1: teachers. are delightful individuals.
0: Yeah. How lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Great if they're like, yeah, we're, we're elementary school teachers.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I really do. I, I strongly believe that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I see a lot of people say things like, oh, the next Trump's going to be smart. He's going to, you know, be more composed and calm and going to be able to get away with more things. Now, I don't think a smart, composed Trump would ever get anywhere in the Republican primary. The next the Trump, the 2024 Republican nominee, is going to show up to the debate stage wearing a Joe Sucks Kamala Swallows t-shirt. And he's going to, lo- he's going to fire a loaded handgun into the ceiling, and he's going to grab his nutsack and leer at Kamala Harris and say "suck my dick, bitch," on that on live television, and he's going to get sixty million votes. Yeah,
0: 2020. That's my prediction. I'm not looking to twenty. Looking forward to twenty twenty three. I'm not because yeah. it's it's just going to be it, it's going to be the end of twenty twenty all over again, just like what we went yeah. through. It's it's going to be that. Maybe not as maybe not as extreme. I mean, you never know. The guy could keel over before then too. Uh, one Mm -hmm. too many well done ketchup slathered steaks, Trump steaks. I
1: I don't think he's going to run himself. I think, you know, he'll, he'll play up the whole, Oh, I'm going to, I'm the rightful president, but he'll, you know, I think it would be the most humiliating thing imaginable if he ran again and became the only person in history to lose the popular vote three times, (laughs) which he would. Yeah. Um, I I think he himself is done, except as a figurehead. But I do think um, whoever takes his place is going to be very clearly aping his style. Yeah. Uh, Write-in votes. What about that? I don't think that would ever uh, be enough. Mm. I I mean, hey, maybe it would be enough to to split the vote and and damage the Republican Party, but I don't think it would ever uh, be able to win him the election or anything. But hey, what do I know? Crazier shit has happened, I (laughs) guess.
0: Yeah, I uh, take a little bit of solace in knowing that Ivanka and Jared Kushner have been openly (laughs) uh, distancing themselves from Papa Trump because they cannot stand any longer him complaining about losing the election.
1: That's you know. That's
0: mint. That's great. (laughs) It really is funny because
1: here's so. It's such a perfect analogy. How Trump is like the racist, angry, brain dead, tooth rot uncle of America, and his own family not wanting to see him anymore.
0: Really, is just the final piece of that puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I really do feel bad for Baron because he's Mm -hmm. just like. You don't really hear too much about him, but he, he's just got to be brainwashed. Uh, doesn't he yeah, speak okay. with... He's, he speaks with Melania's accent, doesn't he? Like, doesn't... Uh, because, like, uh, he, he goes to, like, a Russian school or whatever. Like, I, I've, I've heard that he has her accent. It's just because he's, you know, in that environment.
1: I cannot say for certain that I've ever heard him speak, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just remember... I've, I've seen a couple of pictures of him, like, uh, you know, emerging from... Uh, the helicopter, mm-hmm. not Air Force One, but the, you know the helicopter uh version of it, and then uh at, on election night when Trump won, where he looked like he was ready to fall asleep because mm-hmm. he just didn't want to be there. So yeah, I I have heard, but I I don't think I don't know if there's any truth to this. I think it's just unconfirmed that he's uh you know conditioned to have uh Melania's accent and not that mm-hmm. of uh great old America. You know the country. Mm-hmm for which his father fights so much. Not great, not terrible. Uh, and then just remember this gem from uh, Stephen Colbert on uh, shortly after election night. Yeah, we all thought it was a joke, then election night came
1: around. Yeah, that's why, you know, I still like to consider myself pretty well-versed in politics. I like to consider myself a realist. I try not to get too bogged down in any sort of, like, online ideology, you know, or anything like that. I like to try to actually focus on what's really happening in the actual country among the majority of Americans. Yeah. But 2016 really shook my confidence. You know, it really makes it hard to ever make a prediction with any anything remotely resembling uh, confidence. You know, it's like if Trump was able to win, I officially have no idea what is or isn't possible anymore.
0: Right. and. This sucks to think about, but you never know. In 10, 15 years, something much worse could happen where we look back at 2016, 2020 and say, wow, that was pretty light by comparison.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I, I definitely think that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, again, that's m- my saying that I think the next uh, Republican nominee is going to be crasser and meaner. Um, I think – well, a good way to look at it is look at the um, direction we've gone since George W. Bush, right? Yeah. Go back and look at anyone left of center and what they said during between 2000 and 2008. George W. Bush is the dumbest human being who could ever possibly be elected president. He's the most evil, the most heartless, the most manipulative. I mean it was just widely – assumed that he was the nadir of American politics and then look at go, go, go try to find some articles about him during the Trump years. Mm. Boy, he was kind of a sweet guy. He had a quiet intelligence to him. You know, at least he, you know, was sincere in his beliefs. We were able to find all these things that in light of Trump,
0: Bush was actually not that bad a guy. Yeah, he's nice. So, <laughs> And he's quite the painter. Yeah, He rivals so, any middle schooler.
1: I truly do believe that within the next 15 or 20 years, we'll be going, boy, you know, I didn't like Trump at the time, but at least he hasn't committed any rapes while in office like President Nugent, you know, like... <laughs> I, it's just gonna it's gonna get worse it's yeah. just gonna keep getting worse
0: oh my god ted Nugent's president oh mark the date july 1st 2021 i predicts that ted nugent becomes president because he he's been my dark horse candidate for for a while now i just <laughs> I, he's one of those people that uh, you know i those who downplay nay say covid 19 and like the vaccines and everything and then they get it and actually suffer from it god Mm -hmm. that brings so much joy to me and ted nugent's one of those people yeah yep god i was so happy when that news broke like yeah that sucks (laughs) to say but like when we came was like i got damn china virus and then he starts complaining about how shitty he feels I was like yeah because you kept telling everybody it wasn't real well Mm -hmm. now you have it just like anyone else who says it's not real it's not a problem and then they get it yep Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here enjoying being both fully vaccinated and able to sit at the bar at Applebee's and not have to wear a mask.
1: <laughs> That's the American dream right there.
0: <laughs> I'm a high roller, you see. <laughs> uh, just real fast. So from this mostly news article, I just I wanted to call it the, this, just these two paragraphs here because this really just exemplifies just how fucked up this is. Quote. About 400 feet away, Catherine Mihalik, 58, stood on one of the many food truck lines and speculated on what she sees as Trump's best way back to office. She didn't say when. She says, I think the audit is going to take all of it down, she told BuzzFeed News, referring to one of the non-binding audits Republicans in several states are running to try to find and prove something about the election. She says, it's going to expose exactly what happened. Everybody knows he won. Everybody knows he won who yeah the 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 thousand something people that showed up at this rally okay yeah and that's i mean that's trumpism
1: in a nutshell right that's and and you know that's kind of an element of populism which isn't a uniquely conservative phenomenon you know you see populism on the left as well but it's this kind of idea that your personal experience is the common sense one. Yeah. And thus you don't need to prove it or back it up. You can just go, well, duh, you know, and, and that's so much of Trump's ideology, you know, like you look at every study ever done about immigration and you see it is a net positive to society. Immigration is just does nothing but good things Everywhere it happens, the more immigration there is, the better society becomes by every metric. And yet Trump managed to convince two thirds of the country that immigration is terrible through the power of just going, come on, everybody knows it's bad. I mean, that's his argument for everything, for every stance he holds. He backs it up by going, I mean, come on, I know it. You know what? Everybody knows that everybody's yeah. saying it. That's that's how he describes. that's how he explains
0: everything. Yeah, I, I mean even the uh investigation in the Trump organization right now. He's calling it a witch hunt. He's saying it's a witch mm. it's, it's a witch hunt from the far left. Yeah. It, it, just like everything else. Just like literally everything else that he has perceived as a slight in his existence. It's a witch yeah. hunt. Yeah. Uh I I so I auditioned for this band recently and I they you know, they're like, hey you know, you're okay. Do you want to play with us? And I was like, no. I mean, thanks for the audition, but I'm going to pass. And there were a lot of reasons behind it, but there was one uh, that for me, it was just bad juju. And it was at the, the play, the the guy's house where I met them, where they were playing was like two houses down from someone whose front yard was just laden with Trump one and Trump 2024 signs and banners. And it's just like, I was surprised this house, was, like, standing and in nice condition. I'm surprised oh that, God. like, and I even thought to myself, like, if I come back here, I'm just gonna, like, when the sun goes down, I'm just gonna stop and just, like, pick this shit up and just take it with yeah, so I could burn it. Uh That's just, that, that's like, that's just a black mark. That's just, that that is just a bad aura, and I'm like, I, I mm-hmm. can't be around here. Like, even if the, everything else about this scenario, playing with this band works out to be perfect, and I end up joining a band that, like, goes on to make millions and millions of dollars, it will just be slighted by the fact that this clown <laughs> lives two doors down. Like, it, yeah. just, it was not... I mean, like I said, lots of other reasons why I ultimately passed on it, but one of them is, and I didn't have the heart to tell this guy, this someone like, yeah, you live near an ardent Trump supporter. Not to say that you <laughs> are an ardent Trump supporter, it's just you live near one, and that's just, by default, bad juju.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I sympathize with that sort of thing. Like, I... I I know some people think that's horrible. Like I, I saw an article recently about how, uh, you know, more and more uh, young people are asking for potential roommates, political affiliations before, you know, signing leases with them and agreeing to move in with them. And some people say, Oh, that's just gone too far. Let people disagree. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to live in a confined space with a fascist yeah like that would be uh, that would be physically and mentally and emotionally unpleasant for me on a daily basis so i I would i don't apologize for the fact that yeah i would want to know if someone was a trump supporter
0: so that i could decide not to live with them i would absolutely do that yeah i mean i i don't think i'd have an issue with it as long as they keep it to themselves And don't broadcast it and don't also try to shove it down my throat because there is someone I'm friends with who I just learned recently is uh, I don't know. Now, I don't know how they are with Trump, but they are an ardent enough Republican like where someone had scoped their their like Google Chrome bookmarks and saw listed among them Fox News and Mm -hmm. Newsmax and like all of, uh, you know, all the news sources, quote unquote, that the trump supporters cling to i had no idea about this guy i mean he lives in florida that should have been a telltale sign right there (laughs) Uh, but like i didn't know that because he doesn't broadcast he doesn't talk about it on social media i mean it's really the only like way i communicate with the guy now and uh i I didn't know this until someone was like oh yeah one day he was like screen sharing at work and i saw his bookmarks and uh yeah Hmm. this this is what he follows but like see that's what I'm okay with, like, if someone's like, yeah, I'm a Republican and I support Trump, and I'm like, okay, but, like, do we have to talk about it? Are you going to right. try to convert me to this this religion of yours? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, hey, I respect my father, but he tried for 18 years of my life to cram religion down my throat before I finally snapped and said stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the kind of person I don't want to live with, because I don't believe in that and I don't care about it, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. But if, like, uh, you know, I was living with someone who didn't, you know, uh either believe in that or, or uh whatever. Like, okay, fine, as long as it's as long as you keep it to yourself and you aren't you aren't making a big scene about it. Now, if I live with someone who's an anti vaxxer or against <laughs> against the COVID vaccine or against you know, or or of the belief that COVID isn't a thing, that is something I'm going to like be like, hey, I need to see your vaccination card because it's, yeah,
1: not just for ideological reasons, but for actual human health and safety reasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I really,
0: I really like to not get COVID a second time, even though I'm vaxxed. Uh, but also uh, those are people that have issues. Yeah. Although I, 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 I do, I do love because some of these people I know who are, who are like against the COVID vaccine are starting to get shut out of things now that they want to take part in and can't, because they're not vaccinated or if they like go into the store and like, Hey, you have to like, you're not vaccinated. Like you have to wear your mask and you start complaining about it. I'm like, Hey, you know, what was really easy for me to do. Surprisingly easy. Getting the vaccine. Yeah. You know, what cost me $0 getting the vaccine. Yes. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. That's Trump scene. (laughs) It was all me. Trump scene. I invented it. I invented Mm -hmm. COVID-19. I invented uh Was it it Howard Stern now? You invented everything? I invented pandemics. (laughs) The Spanish flu. No flu had ever been better until the Spanish flu happened. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ak, uh, it's always a pleasure talking at you and with you about all of these things. Uh, We should do it again sometime. Absolutely, my friend. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. From FSN in Brussels,
1: I'm Nina Maria Potts.